Good morning. When you hear the words all in, what image comes to your mind? Maybe, okay, I don't ask for answers. I, <laughs> you guys are like, you're shooting out answers, and that's great. Hang on to that enthusiasm. Maybe, though, you're thinking about a poker table, right, and somebody pushing all of their chips in and saying, I'm going all in. Maybe you might think about um, a young man who gets down on his knee and asks the girl of his dreams to marry him, because that's a picture of going all in with one person. Maybe you think about a skydiver uh, or maybe a cliff diver. How about that? One of those people in Alcapulco, Mexico, they can jump off those high cliffs and, and, and fall into water. That is definitely going all in because once you jump off, there's, there's no going back, right? So today we are starting this series called All In. And I'm, I'm really excited about this series because each of us are going to be challenged to hold nothing back but to go all in for God. And this is huge because... God is constantly looking for people to do just that, to go all in for him. Look at this. In 2 Chronicles 16, it says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are, here it is, fully committed to him. So even as I'm speaking, God is searching the planet looking for that man or that woman whose heart is devoted to him. A person that he can strengthen and bless and use in incredible ways. So over these next three weeks, we're going to dive deeper into what this whole commitment thing means, this commitment of going all in means, where you hold nothing back from God, but in the process, trust him to do amazing things in and through you. Today, as we kick things off, I want to talk about going all in with your church, this church. And this is important because really, it's impossible to go all in for Jesus if you don't also go all in with his church. And many of you know this is an amazing church. Isn't this an amazing church? This is Royal Redeemer. This is such a great church. I don't know if you know this. This January, we're going to be celebrating our 65th birthday as a church. How cool is that, right? 60, yeah, we can applaud that. God has blessed us 65 years. 65 years of helping people exchange everyday life for contagious Christian community. So yes, I want to challenge all of you, all of you watching online right now, I want to challenge you to go all in with this church called Royal Redeemer. And here's why. Here's why. I I, I guarantee you, you will not discover God's purpose for your life. You will not be able to become all that God has created you to be or intends for you to be until you are engaged in a church family like this one, Right, this amazing church family, where you're, where it's, you know, a church family that's filled with people who are going to love you and support you and inspire you. So yeah, today I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to go all in with your church. And to encourage you to do that, I'm going to share some of the blessings, some of the benefits that come when you do. For example, one benefit that comes when you go all in with your church is that your church helps you center your life around God. Okay, that's where the church exists. It helps you to focus, to center your life, not on yourself, but on God. And this is a big deal because even though God has created you and has blessed you and loves you and wants you, of course, to love him back, it's easy to lose sight of God with all of the other things that are going on in our life. Right? You've got your friends and you got your family, and then there's work, and for some of you, there's school, and then there's sports, and there's these activities. There are all these things going on in your life. 
And all of those are pushing against God being at the center of your life. Saying, no, 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 no. You should be at the center of your life. So it is important to go all in with your church because it helps keep God at the center and not you. And Jesus talks about this. When he answers the question as to what the greatest commandment is, Jesus in Matthew 22, he says these very familiar words. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So Jesus just, he straight out, he says, loving God, keeping him at the center of your life is the greatest thing you could ever do with your life, period. And while there are many, many ways by which going all in with your church can help keep Jesus at the center of your life, there is something that the church does to help that. It's very powerful. And it's this, the church offers you a thing called worship. It's worship. It's what we're doing right now. We do it every weekend. We gather here and we are reminded, of course, that, yep, we're sinners, right? We make mistakes, we fail, we do things that are wrong, we make bad choices, but here we are also reminded that when we confess those sins, whatever sin that might be, God graciously forgives those sins based on the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Jesus fully absorbs and takes every, all the punishment that we deserve for everything that we've done wrong. And when we gather here together, we celebrate that amazing truth. We celebrate God's grace through faith in Jesus as our Savior. We celebrate listening to the wisdom of God's Word. We celebrate the sacraments of baptism and in just a moment, Holy Communion. We celebrate our God by lifting them up in songs of praise and adoration. That's what we do here in worship. And it's for that reason that worship has the capacity to consistently shift our, our thoughts and our priorities away from the, 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 you know, the, the focuses of this world back onto God. And, and that's good because maybe some of you came in here today a little bit distracted with something else that was in the center of your life and it wasn't God. Or maybe you came in here today feeling kind of beat up, a terrible week, and you're feeling kind of discouraged. Or, or maybe you're just really worried about something or feeling wiped out. I don't know. Regardless, worship has the ability to refresh you, right? To re-energize you, to refocus you back on Jesus so that he, is, he, he, goes, he comes back to the center where he belongs. And that's amazing. Now, for those of you who are watching online right now, I just want to talk, the rest of you guys just listen, because I want to talk to those who are watching online. For those of you watching online, I know that some of you, because of health issues and mobility issues, you have no other option, so you're watching us online. I also know some of you are watching us online because even though you have a church home and you go to that and you show up for worship there in person, this worship service blesses you in some way. Praise God for that. But I also know some of you watching online right now, you do have the option to come, but don't. And, and I get it. You know, when the pandemic hit, you know, everybody stopped going to church. And I, I get that. But now it's kind of back to normal with life, right? I mean, you're showing up at crowded shopping malls and sporting events and parties. And, and so I would just challenge you, if you have the option to come back, but you haven't, to turn that thought around and develop that routine, develop that habit of coming back here again because i've worshiped online too and it's you know it's okay it's all right I mean, it works but it's not the same thing 
Right? It's, it's hard. When you're worshiping online, it's, it is. It's hard to pay attention, to stay focused. It's hard to engage. To engage. It's hard to, to um, participate, to sing, especially if the dog's chasing the cat and the kids are chasing the dog and things are on fire. It's just, it can be hard. I get that. There's distractions. But when you come here and just look at these, and you, know, you can't see them, but I can see them. This place, there's energy here, Right? Yes, there is an energy here. There's a power here that happens when we gather together that you just don't get online. And so I understand for those of you who have no other option or who just want to get blessed, praise God. But for the rest of you, Hebrews 10 tells us this. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. When you go all in with your church, and you show up here for worship on a regular basis, it helps get God back into the center of your life where he belongs. That's something we all need. All right, second benefit from going all in with your church is that your church also helps you connect with other believers. And I've shared this before. But, you know, you were not created to live an isolated life. You were created to love God and to love other people and let other people love you back. And Jesus says this is the greatest, the second greatest thing you could ever do with your life in Matthew 22. Along with loving God, Jesus says this, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So, so another good reason to go all in with your church is because the church, in the truest sense of the word, the church is a family, right? It's not a building. It's not an organization, it's a family of, of brothers and sisters in Christ who are connected and interact with one another. In Ephesians 2, Paul says this. He says, so now you are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. That's us. Right? That's the church. That's us. And, 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 and just as a branch is not going to be able to grow and develop and survive if it's disconnected from the rest of the plant, you, your connection to Jesus is not going to grow or develop or survive if you aren't connected to a church family. And, and I know Jamie mentioned, he called all of you guys out who are visiting us. If you are worshiping with us, you consider this place your church home, but you haven't taken that official step of becoming a member, I would just challenge you, choose to belong, right? Become part of the family. In two weeks from today, we're going to be welcoming some new members into our family. I'm very excited about that. Uh, new, next new membership class is mid-January. Join us. Choose to belong. Don't just be a, a spectator. Be a participator. Don't just be an attender. Be a member. All right, third benefit that comes when you go all in with your church is that your church helps you develop spiritual maturity. As I just mentioned, God's desire is for you to grow and develop spiritually. He wants your faith to deepen. He wants it to become stronger. He wants you to become more like Jesus. Just as a family unit exists to help a child to grow and develop, church exists for the same way, for the same reason. The church can help you grow as a Christ follower. In Ephesians, Paul, I'm in Ephesians 4, Paul talks about the responsibility of pastors and full-time church workers. And he says that their job is to do this. Look at this, Ephesians 4. To equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. 
Right, so our job here as pastors and teachers, full-time church workers, our job is to help you grow, develop, mature spiritually. Got it. Why? Paul goes on in the next verse, and he says it this way. So that you will be, here it is, growing in every way more and more like Christ. That's God's goal. God wants you to become more and more like Jesus. And then Paul goes on in the next verse, verse 16. He says, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Clearly, God wants spiritual growth to happen in each and every single one of your lives. But here's the kicker. As much as I and all the other pastoral staff and full-time church workers in ministry here at Royal Redeemer would love for that to happen with you, we cannot force it upon you. You have to want it. You have to want it too. Acts 2 verse 42. Look at this. All the believers, what's the next word? Say it out loud. Devoted, yes. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. When you go all in with your church, you grow by devoting yourself. Now, we have already talked about how part of that growth happens here in a worship setting, right? But here's the thing about worship. You are not going to be able to fully become all that God wants you to become or get what God really wants you to get Okay, you're not, that's not going to happen if your connection to Jesus consists of only a one-hour worship service once a week. I mean, we have awesome worship services here, and they are absolutely essential. But it's not enough. You need more to grow and to, and to develop. And so, and so really what you need is to, to um, get into God's Word. And, and one way by which you can do that is to get in and become part of a small group. Small groups are amazing things. Small groups, you take the teaching of God in the Bible and you apply it to your life in a very real way. And because small groups meet only once a week or once every other week for about 90 minutes or so and it's just a couple of weeks and then you're, you're not signing your life away. Plus, plus, you get to develop and build some incredible friendships. So if you're not in a small group, sign up. Go to our website, royred.org or go to the Realm platform, sign up. It's under groups all right, it, that's just another powerful way. When you go all in with your church, it helps you grow spiritually and also connects you to other believers. Fourth benefit of going all in with your church is that your church also helps you give something back. So God wants you to use your life to serve other people, all right? And frankly, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to serve other people. When you came in, I don't know if there's, uh, you met one of our volunteer greeters, but chances are they welcomed you and smiled. And, and while they are, of course, hopefully smiling because they see you, I think they're also smiling because it's fun to serve. You ask anybody who has participated in one of our Servant Saturday events, and they'll tell you it is very rewarding to help give back and help people in need. It's just how we're wired. You know, in Romans 12, Paul says this, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Here it is. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. See that last section there? It's kind of like what Laura was sharing with you with the Paw Patrol puppies. They all have their different jobs. We have different gifts and abilities. 
And the church can help you in that way. The church provides ministry opportunities. Right? It provides you with opportunities to use your God-given gifts and talents and abilities to serve others for God. Now, how do you know that? How do you know what your gifts are? How do you know what ministry area you should be in? Well, one thing that you can do that we provide for you, free of charge, what a deal, is that we can give you a spiritual gift inventory. And we have hard copies here at the church. You can do it online, super easy. But the, the goal is for you to, to um, figure out how God has wired you. And if you call the church office, ask for Benny Levy, and she will guide you to that. But the point is, the point is that you want to step out and get plugged in, right? You want to step out and get involved and, and serve someplace. And we here at this amazing church called Royal Redeemer have plenty of opportunities for you to go all in and give something back. And here's what I'd like you to do, okay? So we're going to have some group participation now. So here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to pull out the, the connection card that's in front of you, the seat back in front of you, and grab a pen. Okay, and, and I can see you, so grab it. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. We're not going on until I see. Everybody hold it up so I can see you got one. All right, good. Oh, you guys are so good. All right, so here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down your name and, and a phone number or email address, but then on the blank space somewhere, write down the ministry area where you believe you can give something back and then circle it a bunch of times so it stands out, all right? And I want to just share with you some ideas, there are plenty more, and I'll explain where you can find those in a moment. But, for example, we have a worship arts team. They do an amazing job. But I'll tell you right now, they could use your help. So if you like to sing or play an instrument, if you like you know, set design or, or uh, you know, interested in doing lights or sound or camera, we could use your help. We will train you. We have middle schoolers doing the lighting here. It's, you know, it's, we will train you. But then write down worship arts and then circle it, Okay. Or if you love kids, a Redeemer Kids team could use your help. If you want to invest in the next generation, write down Redeemer Kids and circle it a bunch of times. Maybe you want to be a greeter because you like to smile. I love that. Write it down. Or maybe a worship assistant that can help us with, you know, communion and other elements of the worship service. If you like donuts and coffee, and I know you do because I see you over there, we could use help with setting that up and taking it down. So just write it down. Circle it. Now, maybe serving on a Sunday doesn't work for you, but during the week, you could. Well, we could use you there, too. We need drivers for Meals on Wheels. We really need help in our care team ministry, people who are willing to visit others who are uh, sick or recovering at home or lonely, people who can make phone calls and pray with them over the phone. Uh, we could really use help. Our, our food pantry is a bumping, and we could use help there. So just write that down, okay? And here's the thing. Here's what I want you to do with this. When you come up for communion, there are these offering baskets. Just put it right there in the offering basket. That's it. It's that easy, easy peasy. Now, beyond this, there are other things. We've got a care and share dinner that's coming up, uh, the Thanksgiving meal that we send out to. You know, we make thousand, uh, over 1,000 meals that we send out to the community, and we could use help there. Um, as, as Jamie mentioned just a moment ago, this Saturday at 10 a.m. is the Operation Christmas Child Packing Party. Go to our website. Go to events and sign up. Click on that. You'll see both of them there. Sign up. It's really easy. Or you can go on Realm. And you'll see all the things that I just talked about, plus a list of others. Just click on the title and uh, indicate your interest. It's that simple. 1 Peter 4. 
Peter writes, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. You see that? As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. This church provides all kinds of ministry opportunities, ways for you to give back. And so go all in with your church. Don't stay on the sideline. Take a step, get involved, use your gifts to make a difference in somebody else's life. It's really cool. All right, final benefit of going all in with your church is that your church helps you share God's message. This is the biggest reason, of course, why the church exists. Because God has a message of love and grace for this world in Jesus Christ. And he wants this world to hear it through you. Through you. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18 says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You have been given the task of helping connect people that you know to Jesus. To remind them that they have a God who loves them and wants to bless them. A God who more specifically wants to wash away the guilt of their past and give them the gift of eternal life with them in heaven. And so yes, God is a just God. He has to punish sin, but he's also a merciful God who allowed the life of his son to be sacrificed so as to absorb the punishment that we deserve for everything we've done wrong. So that through faith in Jesus, sins can be forgiven and relationship with God can be restored. How cool is that? Paul goes on in the next verse, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 19. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. That's the biggest reason why we should go all in with the church. Okay? And here it is. For you, it's because the church sends you on a mission. Yeah, your mission is to connect people to Jesus. And you do it. You do it every time you pray for that family member or that friend or that coworker or that classmate who doesn't know Jesus, who doesn't go to a, have a church home. You do it every time you, you talk about your faith or you share what Jesus has done in your life. You do it every time you invite them to come here, all right, where they can learn about God's love in Jesus. Matthew 16, Jesus says, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Right? Nothing's going to stop Christ's church. And I am absolutely convinced you, y'all, are here and part of this church not to just watch history, but to help make history. All right? And so the most significant thing you can do with your life is to go all in with your church and share the amazing love of God in Jesus with those around you. It doesn't get any better than that. So to help you now, between this week and next week, when we'll come back and continue in this series, okay, to help you to go all in with your church, let me challenge you in three ways. Number one, let me challenge you to take advantage of opportunities to become more like Jesus. Through worship, Bible study, small group, whatever it takes, look for ways to become more and more like Christ. Second, look for ways to get plugged in and serve. Whether you go to our website or go to Realm or you just fill out a card and put it in the offering basket, step out, get involved so that this church can become a blessing to others. And then third, love others by helping them to connect with Jesus. You know, whether you're praying for somebody or, or talking to them about the difference that God has made in your life or, or inviting them here to worship, go all in with your church. Okay, so they can know God's love for them in Jesus. So they can become part of a church. So that they can go all in. So they can understand God's purpose for them and make a difference in their life too. Let's pray about that. 
Father, thank you. Thank you that while we are not a perfect church here at Royal Redeemer, we're still a pretty awesome church, and you still choose to use us in this community and beyond. So I thank you for that, and I thank you for these past 65 years where we've been in existence. Father, I just pray that you would continue to use us in a powerful way. Help us to be willing, all of us here, to go all in for you, for this church. Bless us. Allow us to be a blessing. We love you, Lord, and we pray all this in Jesus' great name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. All right, in just a moment, we are going to, as I mentioned, come up and celebrate this incredible gift of God's grace in a tangible way. It's called the Lord's Supper. It's called Holy Communion. And before we do that, we need to just come clean before God, okay, to acknowledge our sinfulness, our mistakes, and our failures. And so I'm going to just give you a time to do that, and then I'm going to ask some questions, okay? Um, actually, let me just go through those questions right now. The first question is this. Have I been baptized in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Okay, just ask yourself, yep, okay. Next question is, do I believe that I'm a sinful human being without hope of eternal life, without God's mercy and grace in Christ Jesus? If you believe that, okay. Next question, do I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and my personal Savior? And if you say yes to that, uh, we have another question. Do you believe that Christ is personally present in the bread and the wine with his body and blood? Okay, it's, it's a mystery. We, this is bread and wine, but it's also, in a, in, through faith, a supernatural way, Christ's body and blood. And then finally, do I commit by the power of the Holy Spirit to live a godly life? If so you say yes to those, uh, what I'd like to do is invite you to come forward to receive the, the, this incredible gift, this tangible gift of God's grace in bread and wine, which are Christ's body and blood. But before we do that, let's just prepare our hearts. So would you just come to God in silence and just and talk to him and, and come clean before him. And then I'll, I'll just wrap it up with a prayer. Lord God, you know us inside and out. You know those dark corners that nobody else knows about. You know those areas of sin within us. And I just pray, Lord, that you would wash us clean, that you would scrub out that filth, that you would replace it with the, the, the healing power of your grace and love with the blood of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness that we all long for. Lord, forgive us, restore us, renew us. In Jesus' name, amen.